Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Alex. Um, there's a lot to, to cover today, um, but I am going to do a bit anyways, just because I want to. Um, <laughs> for one, all of my notes didn't save on basically any of this, so I had to go back and like just remember from the matches that I like enjoyed, like what I remember from it. It was not easy, um, so I'm, I'm sorry if I stumbled my way through this. Also, random thought, Alex, did you know that, um, so recently in like the past year or two, Stardom's Wikipedia pages have gotten a lot better than they were like three years ago. Um, when like I started watching, it, I'm sure when you started watching it, the Wikipedia pages were absolutely nothing. Um, but now Storm, Storm, like Storm wrestlers have a lot of information on the Wikipedia pages. Me and you are credited on almost all of them. Yeah, I know. That's that's wild to me. Like I know it's just Wikipedia and wrestling Wikipedia, especially is stupid. But like I didn't realize. That. I remember I went into the references and I was like, "Hey, that's my name. That's cool." And I was like, "Wait." <laughs> Alex is on all of these. <laughs> uh, so uh, so that turns out that like we are the number one um providers of Joshi wrestling information in the West. Wow, that is pretty cool. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I wanted uh, to. Yeah. So yeah. Go us. We're 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 cool. Ooh, yeah, no, I remember I noticed that. Um I think it was a, like Arisa Hoshkes or something. Um, that I was just like every second one was me, but yeah. then there was a guy who um, follows the last word Twitter account, and he like at the Twitter account and was like, "Oh yeah, I've been like making up all of the the Stardom wrestler wikis. I've been beefing them up using these articles from Last Word." And I was like, "Yeah, good shit, fam, good shit." Yeah, I remember they used my Kagetsu articles um, mm. for like who trained Utami and who trained Saya and like you know. A lot of Kagetsu stuff, obviously. So yeah, I, I, I that was pretty insane. Um, also, random thought: uh, Hassan Abi's getting into wrestling. Um, and he almost watched that part of the video that I was in, and like he just missed it, and I was very upset. But that's besides the point. Most of you probably who, don't even know who that is. is. Yeah, I don't know who that uh, is. <laughs> he's a he's a leftist political streamer. Oh, cool. That's good yeah. shit. He's like one of the most famous Twitch streamers in the world. Which I, is kind I of didn't crazy. understand you could be a political Twitch streamer. That sounds new. Yeah. No, it's oh. it's not. It's it's what not. What do you do? It's <laughs> do you just, you just switch stream your debate points or something? <laughs> like 
some people do. Um, this is completely right. off topic. I know that we're getting completely off topic. I'm just going to explain it very briefly. Uh, he basically is like watches the news and like gives his takes on. He's basically just a political commentator who just does it from his home. And then after doing the news for like six hours, he's like, okay, let's watch wrestling now. Or okay, let's play a video game now. And that's just what he does with his life. And I, it's kind of, I, I question it. I question it a lot. But it, it's cool. Right. Yeah. He likes wrestling now. Pretty interesting. That's good. Sounds fun. All right then. Um. So, th- there's no big news that I can recall <laughs> from from the word from the world of stardom, but uh, they have started to upload their shows in a timely manner. Um, last Thursday they got the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, last Thursday they got the Corkin up in like five hours. Osaka was up the next day, and then the Corkin from the nineteenth was it or the twentieth is up. And we've watched it all, which never would have happened in the past. Yeah. So like, we have um, you know, stardom. Stardom's getting quicker, but there there are you know exceptions. Like you, there has been a trade off here. Um, for anybody who doesn't like watch a lot of this stuff, um, basically they don't show the entrances anymore. They've cut those entirely. The match comes in and they're in the ring ready to go. Like you don't even see the intros anymore. Um. They do single cam. There's no switching of the cameras. It's it's a lot of single cam, just the hard cam. Uh, there's none of the mid-match banter stuff is translated at all. There's obviously no pre-match promos, which they got rid of already. Um, but like in general, it's not stuff you'd really miss. I mean, if you want to see all the entrances and and the big production and shit, just like watch the Samurai TV airings of some of the shows. Like I don't I don't know. I don't really care that much about losing that stuff. Um, I don't know if that's here to stay or if they're just doing that because they need to keep up with the GP so it's all up so people can watch it before uh, the finals on Saturday. But um, yeah, it's just interesting to see. I, I don't know how you feel about the, the, the trade-off there, but it's we're getting the shows up quicker, but the, there's some drawbacks there. It definitely depends because I feel like we've been asking them for this for the past few years with the GP is like, just get the matches up. We don't care what mm-hmm. else, like just, just get them up so that we can watch them. And so that we aren't, you know, two weeks after the GP, we only watched a few of the shows because most of them weren't up until, you know, four days after the GP was over. Um, that was an issue for the past couple of years. So it's not an issue now. That's cool. Um, if it's like a, a thing going forward, that's going to really suck. And if it is a thing going forward, then they need to do live shows. And I know we say that all the time, but like, if it's gonna, if there's not going to be like a lot of translations, if there's not going to be pre-tapes, you know, the entrances are going to be like, if it's just going to be one cam, just make it live. Like, I know it's harder than, I, I guess, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck their production is doing, but just give us live shows. If you're going to cut away all of the perks. So yeah, basically just if, if you're going to cut off all of the like fluff and all of the good stuff um, from Star World, just make it live. That's my opinion. I've always sort of felt that though, because I feel like from the jump, Star World was sort of like being displayed as like, oh, we're going to have this back catalog. I'm going to have some like extra bits and they're going to go, you know, go out to eat and we're going to like record it and we're going to go on vacation and we're going to record it and we're going to put subtitles on it. And they did that like twice and then never did it again. <laughs> I understand yeah. That Sonny has a rough job, and I will never, I will never deny that. I completely respect him for how much bullshit he has to do. Um, but like, I don't know. Star World is getting less and less worth it to the eyes of like somebody who doesn't just really want to see the matches. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that sounds weird, but 
of the stuff like like because they've increased prices over the years and they've always said oh we're going to add more stuff and they've just been taking stuff away <laughs> and it's like i get it but also like you got to give something more so yeah i know this is a big tangent about something completely unrelated i think if you're going to take take all the stuff off permanently you have to add in live shows you got to add in more stuff if it's just for the tournament i completely understand i'm cool with it this is what we've wanted for years so i'm i'm down yeah i don't know i feel like i don't want to complain too much like the, the I'm, I'm happy that these shows are going up and i can like see the matches i want as soon as possible like i don't mind losing out on entrances i mean how long did people adore pwg and they never saw the entrances there like it's it's not a huge deal really is using stuff like that trevor lee used uh et by Katy perry in in pwg and i just never knew it and i was like that's yeah. super cool <laughs> yeah that's that is pretty uh interesting but um yeah i don't know i i, I mean look I'm i not... think it's big i think it's more the pre-matches than the entrances guess but that was only really certain wrestlers that ever did well in those like i don't think they're a huge loss either you know yeah i guess i don't know i i've always just liked those like little tidbits of like yeah. information about matches you know what i mean because like it's it's easy sometimes but like if azumi had a very specific feeling about facing saya i would have liked to know about it because like mm-hmm. oh like oh there's a certain thing about being attacked. Like, even if it's very, very minuscule, I would be like, oh, that's interesting. And it would, like, aid my enjoyment of the match. Even though that would only happen, like, once a show, maybe a couple times a show, I, I just enjoyed that. You know what I mean? So I, I get what you mean that it's, like, in, in the long run, it's not really that important. Uh, but I just personally uh, love little tidbits of, like, story information that you would get from the, the pre-match promos. Because, you know, plus, you know, without pre-match promos, you'd never get uh, Robot Natsu making everybody in a way to tie fucking die laughing. Like, it, like obviously, none of them are there anymore. Yeah. Here. But just that type of thing, where it's just randomly fucking amazing, hilarious shit. Yeah, I guess. Like, you, you do lose a lot of that character um, from, from exactly. some of the wrestlers yeah. and some of the groups. But um, I don't know. I, maybe it's stuff that'll make a comeback. But for now, I'm, I'm just happy enough to see matches um, when, when I can. And if they want to do this for, you know, anytime there's a big match going forward so that we don't have to wait, like, a day or try and stay unspoiled for a day if you want to see, like, who won a title match or whatever. If, if they want to rush those up, I don't mind. But, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's enough on on Stardom World. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting to to look at the fact that they are finally they finally listen to us, and we're like, you know what, we're gonna upload the shows very quickly, so you two will shut the fuck up. So <laughs> thanks. Roxy. I'm complaining that they uploaded it too quickly because I didn't get to watch all of it. <laughs> I was kind of the same. I was like, you know what, listen, I'm very glad Stardom listened. I'm really glad I could watch all these matches. But now I'm behind all the time. Please help. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't win. Start, stardom cannot win. So it's, you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I think we should just get into the, the shows because we have three to review. So we should get into that. Um, so the first yeah. show was on September 16th. Uh, this is at Cork and Hall. This did 363 fans, uh, which is a pretty decent number for like a Thursday at five o'clock in the day. I would I would say, um, not to drag Ice Ribbon, but this did like fifty more fans than Ice Ribbon did at Corrigan during the weekend, which is insane. Um, uh, 
it's it's never fair though on on Ice Ribbon because they seem to just draw better in in Yokohama. That seems to be their like their beast for for getting fans in. Apart from like Ribbon Mania, but uh, yeah, Stardom outdrew them here for like a Thursday Corkin, uh compared to Ice Ribbons on the weekend, which. Ice ribbons in the mud. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Please, guys. I, I saw what you did to the last guy who said ice ribbon is not as good as it was last year. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> oh God. I don't. Do I yeah. want to know? <laughs> no. That's fair. Um. Right. The opener of this show was Hanan beating Lady C, and the next match we had the Waka Sukiyama. Stardom Challenge third match. Uh, Starlight Kid beat Waka uh, with a Texas Cloverhold. The next oh. match was wait wait wait. Uh, Hanan debuted a new finisher. Or I don't know if it's new, but she uses the cutie special now. I, I she might yes. have used it like three years ago, but I don't remember. So yeah, no that's idea. that's the one thing. She debuted the Hanan special, even though it's the cutie whatever. Okay. Um, the third match was uh, the My Sakurai Stardom Challenge, match number seven. Uh, Himeka beat My Sakurai. I thought that was a good match. Um, if you have time, definitely go out of your way to watch that one. To oh, form I remember one spot. That was really yeah. fun. Uh, My Sakurai was throwing really like aggressive forearms in the corner. Yeah. And then she like hesitated because she was waiting for like for Jumbo to like hit her back. And then Jumbo saw her hesitate and she didn't hit her back. She just walked into her like, what the fuck? Huh? Huh? You hesitate, huh? And then she's like, she, like my soccer I literally fell to the ground <laughs> just by him go walking into her. Like it was, it was great. It was great. I fucking love that shit. Amazing. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely a good match. A uh, lot of really nice forearms and Himeka just doing cool lariats. Yeah. Um, but with that, we are into block action. So the first block match of the show was a Red Stars block match. Natsupoi beat Saki Kashima in five minutes with a rolling La Mahistral. Um From what I remember, this was like a half uh, Saki Kashima heel beat down and then a half yeah. cool high speed stuff. And the cool high speed stuff was very good, but it only lasted for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a half. It was it was probably like 30 percent, maybe. You know what I mean? And of what a five minute match, that's not anything. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was fine. It, like I like Saki, but her tournament has been a lot of heat. You know, heat. Like woo. Like it's it, it, there's not a lot to grab from a lot of the matches that she's had. But when there is, it's usually really really good. So that's that's why that's my take on Saki recently, and my take on this match. It wasn't anything special. Yeah, the the a lot of the Oedo Tai wrestlers have kind of gotten a bit lazier as the tournament goes on. Like um. You know they've fallen into the tropes of a way to tie a lot more as the tournament goes yeah. on. Yeah, um, and and you notice it. You especially notice it because they cut out the entrances. Because the only mm-hmm. matches that have entrances is a way to tie matches because yes. they start the match every, the same way with every single one of them, where they attack them while they're entering the ring, like in their gear, and that's like, ev- like routinely. Like clockwork, it's happened almost every single way to tie match. Yeah. Um, so you sort of notice that more when it's like. Oh well, we need to fit in the weight of tie shenanigans first, so it's like it's it's a fucking mess. Like I don't know, the weight of tie is up and down for me a lot, as everybody knows. So, indeed. Um, 
The next match was a Red Stars block match. Momo and Abe beat Mina Shirakawa in about eight and a half minutes with the Peach Thunder. Uh, so the Peach Thunder is the given name for what we previously referred to as the Peach Bomb. Um, that was just kind of a placeholder name. It is now the Peach Thunder. Uh, this was a really good match. Uh, Momo and Mina yeah. brought it. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that they, they kind of did it because, you know, Mina and Momo have feuded throughout the year. So it would make sense that they would just be like, hey, I want to kill you. And so it just had a really intense match here and it was very good. Um, I think Momo pulling out the Peach Thunder is like a big, I don't know, it's kind of like a, she had to pull out her best move to beat Mina, which I think makes Mina look a bit better coming out of it. Yeah, um, I and I this sort of ties into Momo versus uh, Kid, which is a few shows later. Um, I don't know if Momo just like is using that now for her finish in general, or if she like like if she completely got rid of the Peach Sunrise because she hasn't really been going for the Peach Sunrise lately, and it's just been the Peach Thunder. Um, but yeah, I, that's besides the point. I think this match was great, probably a ten top ten match of the tournament, um, which is a lot because I wasn't expecting Mina to get anywhere near that. Um, and Mina's really just been killing it lately. Uh, she hit the capo kick, and I'm always I always pop for the capo kick. So, I mean, shout out to her for that. Um, yeah, this was just a really good match. I thought this was probably one of the best Mina matches I've seen uh, in stardom, if not ever. Because, I like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I love this shit. Uh, I don't know. I, it, it feels so weird giving Mina a lot of love. Because, like I, like, I don't know, I'm really coming around to her, and it feels like, it feels like I'm, like, it feels weird saying it out loud. But Mina's been really killing it lately, and I'm very happy to see it it's fair yeah i mean i think mina's definitely benefited from the gp um because she's been getting a lot of singles matches uh especially against really good opponents for her and it's definitely shown a lot of her her strengths um i was i on average i'm higher on her than you are but um i definitely feel like we both have come away from this tournament going yeah i mean mina's actually pretty good um and it's definitely her as well like she's improved like i think always her forearms were always one of her best traits but now she's a lot more consistent when she's hitting those and it's definitely yeah. uh, matters a lot i think one thing that has definitely aided is that her submission work has gotten a lot better um she loves she loves doing submissions and i've always been like you're not that good at them maybe stop um but i think she's definitely improved in that area and you know just that little bit of improvement there definitely helped her overall matches you know what i mean where it's like okay now her submissions don't look terrible and they look you know believable so i can at least buy into that part of the match and i don't have to just like tune out because it just looks bad and it just doesn't it it's tempoed bad like like i think that part is definitely a, a big plus for her um and yeah like like we said overall this is a really really good match obviously not like top three um but it was it was definitely in my top 10 of the tournament because i think it was really wow. fucking good okay um the next match was a blue stars block match uh, saya kamatani beat azami in about eight and a half minutes um i remember not loving this match and i can't remember why but i definitely remember kind of it felt rushed that was it i remember now yeah it felt like the they was off. Yeah, it felt like they had planned like a 15-minute match and then were told they only had eight minutes and we're like, oh shit, we need to get everything in. So they just kind of rushed. Um, very disappointing. I feel like if they got the chance to pace themselves, they'd have a much better match. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really feel that one. Yeah, what what happened was like, like you said, it felt like they were supposed to go 15 minutes um, and they went eight. And the thing is, is that they could have done like more of a high-speed match, but they 
didn't prepare for that it felt like mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like it was like oh we're gonna start with some high speed stuff and then we're gonna get into like an actual match for a while um and then they like only had eight minutes so they did some high speed stuff for like a minute and a half and then just like seven minutes of a really rushed like you know fledged out you know 15 minute type match and it just didn't hit right like it hit neither of the boxes um mm-hmm. so yeah it was unfortunate i enjoyed it more than you did i thought it was it was fine um i thought i enjoyed it you know i didn't dislike watching it thought azumi should have won because of course i did but you know can't always get what you want saya wins via sunset rip for the words sunset flip <laughs> roll through uh thing and yeah then yes. they don't shake hands which was kind of sus but you know Ooh. very interesting um the next match was a Blue Stars block match. Takumi Aroha beat uh, Unagi Sayaka in ten and a half minutes with the Liger Bomb because she is based. Um, even as the big, massive Takumi fan here, I think she was 100% going through the motions here. She just like did her usual shit and like didn't really add a lot to it. Um, and, I mean, Sayaka was selling for most of it, so she couldn't really do anything to... to give some juice to the match um and at the end i did think it came to life when sayaka kind of fired back and was actually trying to kind of get something out of takumi but for the most part this just felt like takumi was just going through the motions um so yeah kind of disappointing but you know uh, what else can you expect i mean the start of the match was pretty cool when they went to shake hands and uh unagi gave takumi a boot in the face and takumi was like all right no it's fine it's fine and then followed her to the corner and kicked her in the head. And I was like, yeah, that's great. This is great. You know, they usually, in the past, they usually do, like, one match that's, like, a minute long or less. I really wish this was that. That was that was this match. And she has yeah. kicked her in the head and then, like, powerbombed her and pinned her. Um, and that's not even disrespect to Unagi. That literally happened to Hannah Kimura the year she won. <laughs> she lost in, like, eight seconds. Um, and I, I would have loved that here. Um we didn't get that, unfortunately, but I actually did really enjoy this match a lot more than you did. I was just one of my favorite Unagi matches I've seen because um, I wasn't super high on the Unagi Shuri match from the Sendai show that we didn't really get to, you know, review too much. Um, but that happened on that show, and I wasn't too crazy about it. I thought it was fine, um, but I, I actually really enjoyed this one. I felt like it was a more fleshed out type of match. Um, it was it was like a fleshed out version of the Julia Mayu matches. You know what I mean? Where Julia faced Unagi and Mayu faced Unagi, I mean, uh, where there's a li- little bit more to it, but the theme was the same of Unagi just getting decimated by her opponent, and I really enjoyed that. Um, the repeated power bombs um, with the Liger bomb in the end, absolutely amazing, and then Unagi's mm-hmm. just dead on the ground, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've seen Takumi have this match in Marvelous a lot. Um. And generally, it would have been a lot better because, you know, Mikoto Shindo is a better wrestler than Unagi Saka. I don't think that's a hot take. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. And same with, like, Mio Momono. So, like, I think I've just seen Takumi have this kind of match before. That's the hottest take you've ever had. Mio <laughs> Momono better than Unagi Sayaka? That's yeah, fucking I mean, crazy. Listen, I don't know about listen, that one. The, the Unagi stance may disagree, but in their heart of hearts, I think they, they know. Um but yeah, I don't know. The best wrestler in the world is better than Unagi. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the the Unagi stands are fine. They're just like vibing to to Unagi. I, I don't mind them. But uh, yeah, I I didn't love this match. I didn't like. I didn't think it was bad or anything. I just was expecting a bit more based on the uh, the opening 
exchange and then they just didn't really follow up on it and i've seen this done better in the past yeah that's fair yeah um but anyway on to the next match it is a red stars block match uh mayu iwatani and koguma fought to a double count out in just over 10 minutes um i thought this was good i think they could definitely have a better match uh they are two people who i think if you let them go longer and just have that full-on finishing stretch that Mayu Iwatani lets throw bombs finishing stretch. They'd have a killer match. Um, and we kind of got a few tastes of it here. I mean, Kogumo was just dumping Mayu on her head with the Germans. Mayu did a shoot headbutt, because why the fuck not? Uh, the the Tilt-A-Roll DDT to the outside. The Code Red to the outside. So many really good spots. Um, definitely a, a I fun don't, match. I don't know if you're selling the, the DDT, on the outside, um, Kokomo did the DDT off of the apron onto the guardrail, and Mayu's head just banged out of that motherfucker. Like you saw Lady C, like go, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> like, like Lady C was like physic, physic, like visibly like shocked <laughs> when she saw Mayu just bang her head off the fucking guardrail with the DDT. It was insane. I fucking love that shit. That's some murder right there. Um. Yeah, I thought the the last like minute or two were just insane, and I loved it. Um, Goguma's fucking German suplexes are like so good. Like they don't have they they don't have the right to be as good as they fucking are because they mm-hmm. are insane. Um, I I call them the Everest Germans because the way that she just fucking it looks she's short, but it looks like she's got them up like ten feet in the air and just drops them, and it's great. It's the um, angle, I think. It's because she holds yeah. them below the hip. It just makes it look that bit more, you know, dangerous, I think. And it, it is more dangerous because it's like you don't yeah. have as much control, you know, because like if you choke up on it, you have more control. Obviously, it's going to it's going to control onto the neck, but <laughs> just grabbing them by the legs and dumping them is fucking uh, who, who used to do that. I think Takako Inoue did something like that where she would just pick them up by the legs and just dump them on their neck. It was fucking insane. Um but yeah, I do like think it's interesting. Takako's moveset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, but, in their head. <laughs> but it was the Aurora that she used to do, where she would just mm. like it was literally just pick them up like in a uh, Macho Man Elizabeth oh, yeah. way, and yeah, then yeah. dropping them on their neck. Great shit. Uh, love Takako. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was a great match. Uh, Kokuma going for the Everest from the top rope is pretty big. I think that that can be like a big move that she wins a match with. Um, she hasn't hit it yet, and I think that's like. That could be like her super, and I think that's perfect. Um, yeah, it, it went to a double countout. I'm cool with double countouts, but I kind of want more regular countout wins uh, to make mm-hmm. it more believable. You know what I mean? Like, what was Koguma's plan? <laughs> like, just <laughs> murdering her on the outside if she wasn't going to yeah. try to get back in. You know what I mean? And it's like, I get it that, like, you don't want to... Like, somehow a double countout is not as offensive to most wrestling fans than a regular countout because it feels cheap but if you're gonna do double countouts you need to make the testament or the the standard the meta that you can win via countout that's just my opinion it's very little critique but i don't really care that much it's just a thought uh yeah like the match that's fair um the next match was a blue stars block match uh konami beat utami hayashishta in 11 and a half minutes um this to me felt like a teaser more than a match and i i'm convinced that we're going to get konami versus utami for for the red belt down the line um it just felt like they were holding back 
on on some of their bigger stuff. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a bad match. They did all the stuff you'd expect of them, but I don't think they went into that highest gear or even anything close to their highest gear, so that they can set up Konami as a future challenger. Um, and the fact that she beat Utami would suggest that she'll challenge her down the line. You know, I think Utami. I think that's been a lot of Utami's matches this this time around, except for like against Azumi, and maybe like against Micah. Saya and Micah. Yeah, against like other than those three, I think that those were that she's been really not holding back. Well, yeah, she's been holding back. Um, because if you think about it, she hasn't hit the BT bomb once in this tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. and she's won most of her matches, so it's like you. She's definitely holding certain aspects of her matches, of like her her high profile matches, back for a lot of her opponents. Um, same thing with Takumi, in my opinion, even though they win a little bit more all out than say Utami versus Konami did. Um, and I'm cool with that. You know, I think as the champion, you gotta give a good performance, but you also want to keep some stuff for when you actually have title matches. And I completely respect that and understand that. Um, for me, this match didn't do a ton for me. Uh, I enjoyed like the the most of it. You know, good technical stuff, lariats. You know the usual you would expect here um but it didn't do much for me i do expect them to have a lot better of a singles match um when and if konami challenges so yeah um i am excited for that yeah i think to me the the booking suggests that utami's gonna have this red belt for a little bit longer um because they've set up a few challenges for her so that's that's yeah. kind of interesting um yeah it's it's I don't know. Like, I feel like people are like sort of like ready for Utami to drop it, but at the same time, I feel like she hasn't even gone through like a fifth of the roster that could realistically challenge. You know, what I mean, like, there's at least ten people who can get elevated to a world title match, and she's only had what four or five defenses, and you know, what Natsuko's out. Like, it, it's it, Micah is like I don't know. It's really weird how much Utami, how much ground Utami has to cover still. But mm-hmm. she's kind of like, you know, not slowing down, but they're kind of people are expecting her to drop it soon. She might just hold it for another year. Who fucking knows? I mean, I wouldn't say that. I, I think Julia is going to take it off her. Um, yeah, but when does Julia anyway. come back? Maybe December, January time. Yeah, that's that's another three months already. Four months yeah. there. I don't that's know. what I mean. I it, just, it could be it I, could I, be a I, lot longer than we're expecting. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I think most people have fancy booked that Siri is taking the belt off her at Isaka Joe, but I just don't really see that. I, I don't think that's... Um, I think Shuri takes part. the belt off her still. Maybe not Isaka Joe, but I think she takes takes it off her. I think Shuri versus Julia, even though I think that match sucked last time we saw it, I think that's the match that they're going to want to go with. Even though, And then probably Julia versus Utami is one of the big title defenses for Julia next year. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. But that's just me. Yeah, I don't know. I just think Julia's the the next one, but you know, listen, we we have a lot of time to discuss stuff like that uh, in the future. But um, the main event of this show was a Blue Stars block match. Siri uh, beat Tam Nakano in just over twelve minutes. I'm not gonna lie to anyone, all right. Tournament fatigue was kicking the shit out of me during this show. I had to watch Mayu vs. Koguma twice because the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't give a shit about anything that's happening. Like, I just very much was at the point where I was like, I did not want to watch Stardom anymore, but I kind of had to to review it and get ready for this. Very much fatigued. This main event grabbed me by the scruff of my neck, said, you will pay attention and you will be entertained. 
And boy, yeah. was I ever fucking entertained. They just went out there and beat the shit out of each other. So intense, so aggressive. Shuri was game to just beat the shit out of Tam. And Tam, in her usual fashion, was like, listen, listen, bitch, I am going to kill you. Because that is Tam. Big match Tam just kicks ass. Um, and I love this one. It was only 12 minutes, but like they just packed so much in. It was so good. Um, definitely put the rest of the show to shame with how much like aggression, and intensity, and energy there was to this main event. Because um, it was just not there in, in any of the other matches. But uh, yeah, I, I love this. Definitely going to be down as one of my favorite matches of the tournament. I think Momo and Mina was closer to it than, than maybe you do. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I did love this match, though. I, I don't want to say I was shocked, but I was actually pretty shocked at how well they work together because it, it just felt like they had been that they've wrestled each other like a million times and they know exactly how to wrestle each other to the fullest effect and i thought that was really really commendable um i loved it all together um one point that passion one of my friends pointed out to me uh before i watched it and i noticed it and it was really funny um was when they were on the apron they did a lot of apron spots in this one and at one point tam went for a kick um on on sherry and she just overshot her completely and then she slapped her thigh afterwards. And it was just really awkward. And then she was just like, fuck. What the? And she's like, resets. And then she kicks her in the head. And she's like, okay, let's forget about that. Um, it was it was really just like, a, it was like, it doesn't take away from anything. I just found it funny. And Passion pointed out to me because he was like, it's it's a kind of funny little thing. Um, and I just found that fucking hilarious that like she went for the kick and she's like, fuck, I missed. And then she like, like on her way back down with her leg, she like slaps her thigh, like it was a kick, and it was just like, what the, f- what are you, what are you doing? What I, Tam being Tam, you know how it is. Uh, and then Shuri ended up winning with the buzzsaw kick followed by the Ryuin. Um, two awesome ass moves. So yeah, yeah, that was it was a fun match. Um, Unagi tried to waterboard Tam afterwards. Um, <laughs> tried to drown her. Um, in her own water. Uh. It was actually really fucking hilarious. I loved it because um, Kozen is just the blind leading the blind right there. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Really, really good match. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, definitely just what I needed um, to, to kick back my my interest in stardom. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to stick on this too long. I feel like Tom has this weird perception issue where... And she's in there with somebody like Siri. We're all just like, oh, well, Siri's like way better than her. She's going to carry the match. And it's also like, oh, well, Siri should beat her. She's Tam Nakano. Tam is like top four in the company push wise and also one of their better wrestlers for my money. Like, I, I feel like there's this weird perception still of Tam that she's like the inconsistent actress girl who was like third from the top in stars. But she is, she's not that anymore. And it's just like, we have to get used to this. Tom is a big deal in stardom, you know? I think the issue, and I think it's sort of been, she's, it's different because of a tournament setting, but the issue is that Tam thrives and she enjoys doing the story matches more than the work rate matches, so to speak. Um, so peep, so when you think of Tam in a work rate setting in 2021, you're like, oh, well, she's not that good. She's good at, you know, pushing a story a story forward in a match um and more so than she is at like just doing good wrestling uh so that's sort of the perception of her and i think this tournament 
um, showed her showed that she could have incredible singles matches, work great style, um, but she also can have real stinkers. Because um, I think yeah. I think Tam versus uh, Konami, uh, I, I wasn't crazy about that. Tam versus Azumi, which I was kind of expecting to be a lot better than it actually was. I, I was very disappointed by that one. Um, I, obviously, Tam versus Unagi, people really enjoyed. I wasn't as crazy about it. Um, like I, I, but then again, Tam versus Takumi, insane. Tam versus Shuri, insane. Like mm-hmm. you know, like the inconsistency thing is still a relevant thing. Critique of Tam, I think. Yeah. But I think at her best, she's one of like the top five wrestlers. Um, when it comes to like when she's going all out in a work rate setting, I think she could, you know, I think she's better than most people. Uh, but at the same time, when you get that, it's not super often. I'm I'm not sure if I'm if that makes sense. But I, I think it's it's hard with Tam because, like you said, the perception is definitely a messy one. You know, it's it's a nuanced mm-hmm. one because there's, you know, if you're not a fan of this type of wrestling, you're not gonna necessarily like Tam in this setting. But if you are a fan of this type of wrestling, Tam is kind of inconsistent here. But if you are a fan of that, like it's it's kind of hard to really like rank her in the roster. Uh for me at least, but I think when she's on her game and she's wrestling somebody who's good, like Shuri, and, you know, she she's trying and she wants to get a good match out of it, she can have a good match very easily. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's definitely fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we should go on to the next show, because uh, no. I don't want to I don't want to stick on Tam for, like, 15 minutes, because... We just don't do that. You know um, I can. You know I can. Yes. <laughs> yes. I definitely do. Um, in fact, we will in one second because I, I have another thing to do with Tam. Oh, no. Okay. Um, We're do it. The next show to review was on September 18th. Uh, this is in Osaka, the Edeon Osaka Arena number two. Uh, they did 403 fans here, which is apparently like the, you know, a sold out show for, for this kind of venue. Um, I believe New Japan was running there later that day, so I think some people might have gone to both, which is you know good for stardom. Um, yeah, they were running Edeon one. Yeah. Oh yeah, just definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely people probably just went early to to watch stardom, which you know good for good for stardom, good for Bushi Road. Um, which I actually we uh, are of course Bushi Road pilled um <laughs> by by yeah. the the metrics of Trevor and Xavier. Um, so fuck you guys. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of Booster Road, I actually... Um, so they're, like, a publicly traded company, right? So they mm-hmm. have to, like, solve their, their financial information. Um, so they did their annual reports there, like, a week or two ago. And I was like, oh, maybe there's, like, some juicy information about stardom and their financial reports. Um, unfortunately, no. <laughs> they just... They only really talk about New Japan because they're like, yeah... Uh, New Japan and Stardom both r- run uh, live events as part of our sports department. New Japan draws a lot of fans. New Japan has a lot of subscribers to New Japan World. Nothing on Stardom. <laughs> Just nothing. Um, well, was there like a separate section for the Bushi fight gimmick? Because isn't it a separate department? Yes. Like completely? So and the, like, the way New they Japan do is it... under Bushi Road and, you know. Yeah, so the way they do it is they, they have, um, they do like live IP and then live IP is broken down into music and sports. And sports oh. is just New Japan and Stardom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. They it's didn't like really Stardom is also stardom. here. We also <laughs> yeah. own Stardom. It's, yeah. it, you, you know, you, you already know. And that's it. 
Yeah. Like, I thought they might, like, give us something, like, you know, maybe some, like, subscription numbers for, for the Stardom world or... Uh, I mean, some, you yeah, know, you would think, because but... I imagine, like, you know, relatively, Stardom's growth has been a lot bigger than New Japan's growth over the past year. Yeah. Like, just literally, it it has been. Um. But yeah, I guess not because it's not like monetarily, like big picture, it's nowhere near the amount of money they they bring in from New Japan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely so. very different. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I was very excited. I was like, man, I'm gonna get the scoops. I'm gonna be like going through the financial statements. I'm gonna know all the info about Stardom, and then just gave me nothing. And I was like, great, thanks, thanks, Bushi Road, thanks, cheers. Um, yeah. Onto the show, anyway. Uh, in the opener, Fuki and Death beat Lady C. Um, in the Waka Sukiyama Stardom Challenge fourth match, Siri beat Waka. Uh, in the Mai Sakurai Stardom Challenge eighth match, uh, Konami beat Mai Sakurai. Um, it almost feels like a rib to have Siri and Konami wrestle Waka and Mai back to back. Like Mai and Waka have essentially the same match already. Putting in there with Siri and Konami just ensures that people are watching the same match back to back. I guarantee you, Shuri versus Waka was better than Mai versus Konami. I didn't watch either of them, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, hazarding a guess there. All I know is Scott was very upset having to watch them. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that, yeah, Scott, Scott is a masochist. Like I, I, I said, I said that all of us who have to are forcing ourselves to watch New Japan are masochists. masochists. Um, but mm-hmm. Scott, he really is one. Like he's yeah. I'm scared. I'm worried for that guy. Yeah, that's that's fair. He's gonna listen to this and he's gonna like DM me and be like, Love "I heard you, you were talking shit." <laughs> yeah. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, onto the block action. Uh, in the first block match, we had a Blue Stars block match. Uh, Unagisaka beat Ruaka by disqualification. Uh, in just under eight minutes. Um, after the match, Ruaka basically challenged Yunagi to a Future of Stardom Championship match, um, which I believe was made official for... Yes, Osaka Joe Hall. Osaka Joe Hall, yes. So I, I do want to talk about this briefly. So for mm-hmm. one, before the match, um, Ruaka body slammed Waka onto Unagi, proving that Waka is the most efficient weapon in Stardom lore. Um, great stuff. And yeah, so like they had a regular match and it was kind of mid and then Rocco was just like, I'm using the pipe, haha. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Um and then afterwards oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I apologize. Then afterwards, Ruka says, I don't respect the way that you've been conducting yourself as future champion. I've been wrestling for fucking ever, like five years. I'm 17 years old. I'm better than you. I want the belt. Um, and then Unagi's like, you've been wrestling for five years, huh? So what? Who cares? Get a clue. And it was kind of funny. Um, and then the match was made for Osaka Joe Hall. So who does Tam face at Osaka Joe? Because I think we both sort of like thought... Really, do you think Takumi like rests for the white belt? Um, I mean, based on the fact that Takumi beat Tom, you probably do have to give Tom the win back. Um, and that seems like the easiest place to do it. Yeah, I suppose so. But because obviously we thought it would be Tam versus Unagi at Osaka Joe. Oh, um, mm-hmm. much to my dismay. But obviously that's not happening now since Raka is challenging. So. 
don't know. Tam versus Takumi. Like, who else could? I mean, it depends on who wins the tournament, which we'll, well get into who, later. Who in the has week. beat Tom in the GP? Because she said Jury, Takumi, could... Unagi, and one more. I think Konami. Did Konami beat? No, her? Konami didn't win. No. With Saya. And Saya. Yeah. Don't well, want to see that were... match. Yeah, they already uh... did Saya. Twice. Shuri, Shuri, or t- whoever loses between Shuri and Takumi probably mm-hmm. faces Tam. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pre- that's a pretty interesting spot. Though I don't know if they want either of them to lose. I, I guess Takumi could lose, but I I kind of see Takumi winning. The I don't know. It's all over the place. They could always just throw Mayu in and have Mayu win the belt. Because who cares? Yeah, maybe. I think they probably hold off on the Mayu thing. But yeah, I I think Shuri and Takumi make the most sense. I know. Saya has been talking about the white belt in like shoe pro interviews and stuff, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, they seem to be setting her up as like the next like big challenger for it, but I don't think they Jesus go back Christ. to Saya versus just happen. <laughs> yeah, like they've done that three times this year. I really don't want to see it again. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that was that match. Um, Raka, do, do you think Raka beats Unagi out of Sakajo to to get? The I don't belt? think so. I wish she did, because I feel like that's sort of what I've been waiting for, for the future belt. Um, Starlight Kid kind of brought up something that was kind of, like, gross to think about, was Starlight... So, if you guys don't know, Unagi uh, did grab your... or whatever, mm-hmm. how you pronounce it, um, with the belts, you know, the old Io style, um, where it's it's covering her, uh, you know... It's... Sensitive, yeah, sensitive parts. Um, and so Kid brought up something that is kind of gross to think about. She's like... That belt is held primarily by children, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, you didn't have to say it so loud. You didn't have to say that. Because <laughs> she's right, and it is kind of gross when you think about it that way. But, yeah, I, everybody just continues to bury Unagi. Um, even though yeah. some of them, such as Saeeda, who I'm going to bring up, because of course I am. Um, oh she said, no, but it was really funny, because she, like, she was like, you know what? I'm not going to criticize Unagi because, you know, everybody, whenever you get a belt, that's your belt. You know, you, you paint it in the colors you want. Um, but whoever gets the belt back, please paint it in a different color than Unagi. <laughs> <laughs> and I found that funny because um, Saeed is a fucking hilarious woman and I love her. Of course. Um, the next match on this show was a Red Stars block match. Uh, Koguma beat Saki Kashima with a roll-up in uh, just over seven minutes. Um, similar to Saki versus Natsupoi, this was like half Saki beat down and then half high speed goodness. Um, so you know, it was it was all right. Um, I don't think there's much more you could add there. It was it was pretty forgettable. Kogumo won with the shots. What? That's it. Good stuff. Uh, in the next match, we had a Red Stars block match. Uh, Mayu Iwatani beat Mina Shirakawa in exactly nine minutes, apparently, with the Dragon Suplex hold. Uh, this was great. Mayu hates the Cosmic Angels and beats yes. the shit out of them every time, and it is a Correct. fantastic to watch each time. Like it is amazing. 100%. Um, she just like straight up just was beating the shit out of Mina, and Mina, you know, was trying her best, but uh, it, it was it was not happening. Yeah, it was great. So it, it was really funny too, because in the beginning, uh, Mina, you know, offers a handshake. Mayu's like, I don't want to fucking shake your hand. But then after, like, a minute, Mayu's like, you know what, fine, I'll shake your hand. And then Mina does a pose. And Mayu's like, I can't believe I fucking fell for that, I swear to God. She gets very frustrated. Um, Then they start doing a little bit of wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mayu throws Mina to the ropes, 
and then Mina comes back and just slides in with the Mina pose. And then Maya's like, I can't believe I fucking fell for that again. God damn. It was, it's really funny. Um, and then Mina actually forces Mayu to do her own Mina pose. And then Mina, like, drop kicks her. And it was really actually gross the way she drop kicked her because it looked like she literally broke Mayu's back with the drop kick. And I was like, <laughs> that was fucking insane. And Mayu was selling her back pretty hard afterwards. I think Mayu, I think Mina might have actually fucked up Mayu uh, with that dropkick. It was kind of fucked up. Um, afterwards, Mayu gave her plenty of receipts. She just murdered her. Yeah. Like, she murdered her. And then mm-hmm. she did my favorite finish ever. Because it's, like, the Mayu finish. When she feels very... When she feels spicy, she always does the finish where she just kicks her opponent in the head repeatedly as hard as she can. Um... This time around, she did it so hard that Daichi literally almost called a stoppage. Um, like he was like he was like going to, and then he's like, "Just fucking pit her!" And then Maya's like, "Yeah, okay." And then she dropped her on her neck with the dragon suplex. Really good yes. stuff. It was it was great. Like I, like I said, we're both kind of coming around to Mina, but there's still nothing better than seeing Kozen get absolutely buried by Mayu. Like it's just <laughs> it's wonderful. It's so fun to see. Yeah. Nah, Mayu hates the Cosmic Angels, and when she inevitably faces Tam Nakano, it is going to be pure violence. Like, they are going to murder each other. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, check that match out if you get a chance. It is, like, I, I seriously, it is so fun. Mayu just, like, kicks the shit out of her. Oh, shit, I didn't even bring up the, the best part of it. After the match, like, Mina tries to rob the ring, and Mayu, like, kicks her back to the middle. And then she does the fucking Mina pose right on her dead body. And then she fucking does the bullet club thing where she is like finger buck. What? Nothing. She <laughs> finger guns her in the head. Like she, she puts the, like she does the thing, like the bullet club thing. The old Prince Devitt thing, you know? Oh yeah. Cut that out. Cut that out. Click. It sounded, Click. it sounded wrong. It's, it sounded wrong. Um. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. The next, yeah, uh, listen, it's fine. The next match <laughs> was a Blue Stars block match. Uh, Azumi beat Takumi Aroha. Uh, we had predicted this would happen, it just kind of made sense as far as the block kind of filling out that uh, Takumi would drop the points here. Um, I said this to Scott and he agreed. Uh, this is a very marvelous style match, like if you've ever seen Marvelous, uh, especially like Takumi when she's opposite like Mio or in the past where she was opposite Mayo Suzuki. Uh, they get a lot of roll-ups. Um, they get a lot of like fast athletic offense in on Takumi. Um, and that was kind of what we did here. There was a lot of roll-ups. There was two attempts at the Izumi Sushi uh, before Takumi got put down for the pin. Um, but I thought it was enjoyable. You know, it was um, it was different to a lot of the other matches because obviously it was taking from the house style of a different promotion. And Takumi is very good at, like, getting those near falls on those roll-ups really, really well. So there was a few that definitely Azami could have won with. And then when she did eventually keep her down, it was still a bit of a shock. Um, So good work from both of them. Uh, Azami gets the points, and Takumi stays looking unbeatable, uh, despite the fact that she has lost, like, two or three times now. Yeah, Takumi's actually, like, in a really rough spot. Like, she's not winning a lot like not that she's not winning a lot but like she's it's almost impossible for her to win the tournament now um isn't which is kind of shocking isn't she joined second she's on 10 points or something right yeah but like 
she's joint second with like three other people and she has losing tiebreakers against like two of them and she like it's it's a mess really um yeah fair but but yeah i love this match i thought it was it was very unique for a stardom match um because it felt like takumi like she was very good at avoiding azumi's high speed stuff and like especially in the beginning where she like azumi went to rush her and then takumi just sort of like circles and it was really like just like azumi like felt sort of awkward because she wasn't used to somebody who i guess is you know used to dealing with high speed shit and just doesn't want to <laughs> she's like i'm not doing this no um eventually azumi wrestles the outside of the ring uh and then after that they start murdering each other um azumi lands on her neck because of course she does with the german um they did that one azumi spot that i love every single time i see it where Izumi goes up for the big cross body and gets kicked in the head. Fantastic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. This match also had one of the longest small package reversal spots I've ever seen. It literally lasted like a, a full minute of them just <laughs> circling the ring with the small package, and I loved it. Um, and Izumi won the Izumi Sushi. Um, so compliments to the chef. Yeah, good stuff. I enjoyed it. Indeed. Um, the next match was a Red Stars block match. Uh, Starlight Kid beat Himeka in just under 10 minutes with the Momo latch. Um, I thought this was a pretty good match. Obviously, Starlight Kid and Himeka are very, very good. And uh, I love seeing the use of the Momo latch. Uh, Momo Nakanishi, fantastic wrestler. Uh, innovated a really cool move there. And it's nice to see people like Starlight Kid pick it up and use it as a regular part of their arsenal. Because really, as you saw here, like you can just pull it out of anywhere. You know, Himeka was going for her running powerbomb. And Kid was able to turn it into a Momolach to get the surprise victory. Um, you know, very, very good stuff. Uh, a main event that went under 10 minutes is, is insane, uh, especially for stardom. But uh, I won't complain. And yeah, I just I thought this was really good. Yeah, um, really fun stuff. Uh, there was a bit of Oedo Tai shenanigans to start and to finish, but it wasn't really too noticeable. Um, yeah, Jumbo really just looked great as a powerhouse here. I feel like Kid is a really good opponent to get your power moves off on. Um, like she rushed Kid at the very beginning and just fucking shoulder blocked the shit out of her, and it was insane. Um, I think Jumbo off the rebound is one of the most like just she's one of the most scary wrestlers when she's like running the ropes and just murders you phenomenal i love it every time um and she did that a few times with kid here yeah i i thought it was is a really good match um kid kicked out of the powerbomb like the last ride which i was kind of shocked about um so i guess the the concussion bomb really is the the final form move of of jumbos so i appreciate that and then kid won the momo latch after the match it was really fucking funny because apparently when kid doesn't decisively beat you um she just expects you to sit down and let you put her mask on yes. you <laughs> she's like okay it's time and and jumbo's like the fuck do you think it's time for huh what like because jumbo like obviously she got rolled up so jumbo was not only upset but she also was not hurt so she just like goes up to kid towering over her and is like what the fuck did you just say to me? Because <laughs> kid's like, yep, it's time to sit down. Gotta put your mask on you. And then <laughs> Jumbo just like literally just towers over and is like, what the fuck did you say? And then Oedotai attacks her. Um, mm-hmm. Kid puts the mask on, mask on her. And then Jumbo like just sort of like pushes her away and throws the mask and walks away. So she kind of no-sold it and it was pretty great. Um, and then Kid did the post-match and said goodbye. Yeah. Yes. Um... 
yeah, that's that show. Uh, I don't have anything to add. Um, the next show and the last show to review was on September 20th. Uh, this is at Cork and Hall. Uh, Stardom did 632 fans for this show. Again, a really good number. Um, the opener, Himeka beat Hanan uh, in the second match of the show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I didn't watch that, but... I knew you would have something to say. No, Hanan kicked out of the JP... Uh, she kicked out of the JP coaster, which is, like, okay. pretty big. Um, she was talking about it on Twitter. She's like, I might have lost again, but I kicked out of a move, so that's cool. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm happy for you. So, yeah. Amazing. Um, in the second match of the show, in the Waka Skiyama Stardom Challenge, uh, Lady C beat Waka uh, with the giant backbreaker, uh, is what Stardom Let's is go. calling it. Uh, so Lady C gets the dub. It's been almost a year since her debut. Uh, over 70 matches. She finally gets the win. Uh, everybody in the world rejoices because the tall lady teacher uh, has got her win. And now Did... we have to wonder um, what faction she goes to. Because remember, that was the thing of, oh, I'm yeah. not, I don't want to join a faction until I get my first win. And now that she has it, presumably, she's going to be headhunting to, to join a faction. So, interesting to see which one she's... she goes to. She's got to join DDM. Like, I know she probably doesn't, but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like DDM would make me care about her more, and going anywhere else would make me care about her less. If that makes sense. And no um, offense to, like, stars or... Co- well, actually, yeah, offense to Cosmic Angels. I would actively care about her less if she went to Koza. But, like, I think it, it goes DDM, stars, everyone else that she can go to. Oh. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, I feel like her, her and Micah and her and Jumbo are, like, actually friends. And that's really mm-hmm. cute. Like their interactions on Twitter is always are always really wholesome, and they're always very happy for. Her. Um, Jumbo was even seconding her for this match, um, and it was really wholesome. So yeah, I, I thought I think that would be best in my opinion, um, and I would prefer that. But you never really know. Yeah. So did you see Rossi's like stat thing on this? That Lady C has not. the second longest uh, win drought, like the second longest losing streak. Um, time-wise, uh, oh. the first longest was actually Mayu, yeah. who went 11 months, and Lady C went 10 months. So, uh, if that's an indication, six, seven years from now, Lady C is going to be a 17-time champion. So, that's great. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, maybe. We'll, well, we'll, you know. we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, she used uh... Big Show's move. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted. Um, yeah, no. So I, I did know that Mayu's like whole thing of waiting for a win was was a long time coming. Um, I was wondering how Lady C beat her out, but uh, I guess not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I could conceivably see her joining two or three different factions. Um, she fits yeah. in stars. She fits in DDM, kind of. I think she might have to change a little bit to go to DDM. But I don't think a new look would hurt her at all. Um, And I could see her in the Cosmic Angels as well, I guess. It would maybe rule out Stars, because I think Stars gets Waka. Um, So I think Lady C then would either go to either DDM or uh, or the Cosmic Angels. And if you want to stick with the whole DDM is made up of outsiders thing... And has to join Kozen, to me. Um, 
which I know you're you don't you won't like, but I don't know. I feel like the that just fits the vibes of the the factions a bit better because you know, uh, DDM is all outsiders. Like none of them were stardom trained, so I think them just being like, oh yeah, cool. Like we'll bring Lady C aboard wouldn't fit their kind of their ethos. Yeah, but isn't their entire gimmick is that it's people from all over the place more so than it is about being outsiders? I guess, but I don't know. I feel like there's there's other people. And also, also in that case, I feel like Waka goes to even though Unagi already denied this. Waka goes to Kozen and Lady C goes to Stars. Like I feel like that would be make more sense. Waka has if... much more Stars energy though. Yeah, Way but more. I, but Stars is the Stardom Army. Like that, like that's the. Yeah, I don't think she'd fit there. Okay, but here's the thing: Lady C, on the next show, is teaming with with the Cosmic Angels. So, and against DDM. So that's why I think yeah. after that match, I think Lady C goes to DDM. I think she says, "I want to join DDM." Or, or the Cosmic Angels. <laughs> let's not do that. Um, and let's do what I said. I think that I think that's what we should do. <laughs> why must you be so difficult? Because I don't want I don't want the cool tall lady teacher to fucking go to Kozen, okay? But she's Kozen pretty. Is full of losers like, she fits and there. Mina, okay? No, but like their whole thing is that it's they're pretty, and and she's pretty too. So she goes well, there. It makes sense. Alex, right? are you saying that the rest of the roster isn't pretty? Are you are no. you <laughs> are you calling are you calling everybody else ugly, Alex? No. No. no then like... let Lady C join DDM, you motherfucker. Okay. Give me something, please. All my All favorite right. wrestlers do go away to tire, go to fucking Kozen. Actually, none of my favorite wrestlers went to Kozen, but still. <laughs> I don't like anybody in Kozen. <laughs> Why don't this? You know what I mean. The next match on this show. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It was the My Sakurai Stardom Challenge ninth match. Uh, Saya Kamatani beat Sakurai. Uh, thankfully, these Stardom Challenges are over at uh, the Ota Ward show because I am sick and tired of, of this shit. Um, Dude, I stopped watching like seven matches ago. <laughs> oops, yeah. I only watch when I have to like review the full show for, for Voices of Wrestling. Um, otherwise, I definitely skip them because they're just the same match back to back, essentially. It's, you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah, that's ending at Ota Ward. And Sakurai isn't on the Toyama show, so we do get a bit of a break there. Woo. Yeah. Uh, Sak- Saya Kamatani won that match uh, in just eight and a half minutes with the Star Crusher. And that takes us on to block action. In the Red Stars block, Fuki and Death beat Koguma in three and a half minutes. Uh, so this started with uh, a bit of comedy. Koguma was like growling at Fukigen like a bear, and Fukigen would get scared. And uh, then <laughs> Fukigen like hit her with the newspaper, and they did high speed things. So that that was fun. Had a good time. Yeah. Um Koguma's based. He is very based. Um the next match was a blue stars block match. Uh Azumi beat Konami in six minutes with the Azumi Sushi. Um I watched this match today and I have no recollection. Um I think it was good, but it was also not great because Konami heel Konami doesn't really condense to a six minute time all that well. Yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't get to see this one. Um, this one or the Sherry Ruaka match. So um, I'm gonna go back and watch it. 
I assume I'll probably like it more than you do because Azumi, but also I might not because Konami, so who knows. That's fair. Uh, the next match was a Blue Stars block match. Siri beat Raka in six minutes. Um, this is solid. I mean, Siri was Siri, and Raka did her usual decent performance. Um, so nothing to write home about, but it definitely wasn't bad. Um, next match was a Red Stars block match. Uh, Starlight Kid beat Momo Watanabe in nine and a half minutes with the Momo latch. Uh, this was really good. Um, yeah. Momo's kicks throughout were crazy. She was just laying those in. They made such a really good sound. Uh, Starlight Kid's forearms were crazy too. Like they just make a thud. They're fantastic. Um, her overhand chops as well. Holy <laughs> shit! Pen- Penta, eat your heart out. Starlight Kid's overhand chops, best in the biz. Uh, they were crazy too. Um, and yeah, this Momo was just very the good. Shit out of them too. Definitely. I mean, they probably did hurt, <laughs> to be fair. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But, but like, because yeah. like, usually it's like, you know, like, you sell it, but Momo literally, like, took it and then, like, went to the corner and was like, oh, my fucking God, that hurt. And then she comes back and then she gets it again. She's like, what the fuck? Like, she, like, literally, like, turns around and, like, crumbles. And she's like, okay, I'm ready now. I'm ready. And then she gets chopped and she's like, fuck that hurt. It, f- phenomenal. Obviously, yeah, like you said, it probably did just actually hurt, um, mm-hmm. which is the best way to sell is when it just simply hurts period um but yeah i, I thought her over and chops were good one thing that i, I noticed about this match um with the away tai shenanigans is that like momo is such a good friend and her friends are fucking terrible like because i think about it like in the in the konami versus uh konami versus utami match momo was like a fucking down ass friend. She was beating the shit out of, out of fucking Oedotai around the ring to make sure they didn't fuck with the match. I respected the shit out of that. And then this match started with like Momo getting her ass beat by uh, Oedotai. And I was like, damn, it sucks that she doesn't have any like seconds um, in this match. And then once they get back in the ring, you notice that Azumi and Sire are at ringside. And I was like, what? Oh, wow. So yeah, Momo just has fucking terrible friends. Basically. <laughs> Basically, fucking every time that Oedotai is fucking with some of somebody else's match, Momo's always like, you know what? I'm gonna help out. I'm I'm a good Queen's Quest friend. I'm a I'm a make sure they don't get a b- deal with all this bullshit. This entire match between Kid and Momo, she just had to deal with so much shit from Oedotai and Azumi and Sai were just like, damn, that's crazy. They shouldn't do that. What's going on over there? That's what? That's terrible. And Momo, like, she'll go in and like kick the shit out. of your fucking the seconds like i don't know and it's funny because momo comes from that year of queen's quest where like they specifically refused to help each other um when bullshit was going on when shenanigans were going on um so you'd think her of all people would be like the one to not help but she like helps everybody and she never gets it in return and it ends up costing her here um because saki hits momo with in the head with the box that looks like a suitcase um and then yeah kid gets the momo latch and wins the match and Kid goes to 11 points, too, so she's in prime position to win the block, which uh, yeah. I was never expecting. Yeah, and, like, it, obviously we'll talk about this later, but it's, like, it's kind of hard for her not to win the block. Well, I don't know about Cause, that. Well, because we kind of always had that thinking that, oh, well, she's going to beat Mayu. But if she beats Mayu, she simply I guess wins not. the block. <laughs> yeah, Mayu's exactly. going to beat her ass, I guess. But, Which is uh... great. Because like, if yeah. she draws or beats Mayu, like, it's not even like a, like a you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. If she draws or beats Mayu, well, I mean, I guess Jumbo could win all of her matches and then, yeah. 
you know, kid yeah. could draw. Wait, no, kid would still have to lose. Yeah, yeah. kind of fucked. Like, kind of a fucked situation. But kid is is doing so well, and Azumi's not. They're kind of sus. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't like it. See, that that's that's gonna be the downfall of my liking of kid. Is she's gonna like stray too far past Azumi, and I'll be like, yeah, this isn't right. I don't like this. <laughs> Bury her some more, please. My bad. <laughs> we can't. We can't do this. We can't have her get that far ahead. Um. Yeah, uh, good ass match. I really enjoyed it. One point, kid hit the Goo Goo Gaga splash and just landed completely on Momo's face. And I thought that she like broke her face, but she didn't. Um, cause that it looked fucking gruesome. Like she like kneed her in the head because she didn't rotate enough. Um, but yeah, uh, good. Oh yeah, Momo gets her comeback, hits the Tequila Sunrise, then goes for the Peach Thunder. Um, and then she gets has to deal with the weight of tie shit. So she doesn't go for the peach sunrise, which is kind of shocking because I feel like usually it's like the tequila, then it's the peach, then it's the thunder. Um, but this time she's tequila to peach. So, you know, maybe we have enough sunrises in the world. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, this is this is the second time the kid has actually beat Momo this year, um, which is an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Um, I don't think either of them have been clean wins, though. Uh, I'm pretty sure she did the ring yeah, no. out elimination in the Cinderella tournament, but um, yeah, definitely she just did. something to keep an eye on. Uh, the next match, anyway, was in the Blue Stars block. Uh, Utami Hayashishta and Takumi Aroha wrestled to a 20-minute time limit draw. Uh, I really, really liked this match. I thought Takumi brought an aggression out of Utami that I didn't know she had. Like, she was really fucking aggressive throughout the entire match. And I thought that was because, you know, Takumi is, feels like this unbeatable force almost in stardom, even though she has lost. They've all been, like, roll-ups and stuff like that. It feels like to beat her, it's really difficult. And I think Utami is so used to being, like, the, the favorite in a match was like, well, shit, I can't be usual cool calm collected self here so i'm gonna have to beat the shit out of takumi if i want to have any chance of winning and i think that was a really nice dichotomy there that they played off where you know clearly utami was like well i'm just gonna have to bring it to takumi if i want to have any chance of winning um that just made it really really good i mean utami just was throwing everything she had at takumi and takumi was takumi obviously she was just fantastic and working on top and stuff like that like i just i don't know i, I thought this was a great match um exactly as people would have expected you know really really good a lot of power stuff a lot of really good strikes a lot of really good big moves some you know well-timed no cells that really added to the momentum uh just a really well-crafted match and definitely one that if they ever do run it back again and they get to go longer could definitely just be a match of the year contender yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that there was enough stuff that they didn't do that could warrant a, a, another match, and they can have like a, a another unique match that adds some stuff and you know advances on the things they start here. Um, but even if they don't, I thought this was a really good match in a vacuum as well. Um, yeah, I, I feel similarly that like Utami really brought something to this match that you don't usually see because she felt like like Utami. Ironically, Utami is really good at selling, um, especially like early on in the match. She's really good at like working her way back up, um, and that's one of my favorite aspects of her game. And I thought Takumi is one of the best at just being on top of matches. So I thought the the beginning bit especially was really, really, really good. Um, there was a certain like shoulder block 
battle exchange really early on that I thought was really, really fun. And it like really highlighted both women's speed or not speed strength rather. Um, and even down the, down the stretch, it was just overall really, really good match. It's going to be submission work um, looks great. And I think it definitely is better than um, some others in the company. And it makes it so that it doesn't feel like it's just like stalling or wasting time. It feels like it's an actual um, lively aspect of the match. And I think that's something that was different from this match than other time limit draws is that this didn't feel like they were like stalling. It felt like there's an urgency to it and they just were unable to beat each other in 20 minutes. And I think that's really important um, when you do these draws is that there's an urgency there, even though they're not going to win the match. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I overall really enjoyed it. Uh, the last like minute or two where they were just throwing as many fucking moves at each other as possible i thought it was incredible um and yeah I, I think if they run this back again there's a lot of stuff to do if they don't then i'm really happy that we got it here because it was really good yeah i mean they they hinted at a really good match last year in the the marvelous versus queen's quest uh six woman tag and they, they really fulfilled that potential here um it'll be interesting to see i do feel like this was meant to feel like a bit of a conclusion so i'm not sure if they do run this back um I mean, if they do, I won't complain. Um, There's no such thing as a conclusion in a draw. Yeah, but it didn't really feel like either of them had the the overwhelming momentum. It just felt like, okay, that's it. We're we're done now. You know, one of those finishes to protect both parties. Yeah, I suppose so. I can see that. I think um, I think Utami should challenge once she loses the belt. I think Utami should challenge Takumi for the Gaia belt. Um, even though I know it's not Kumi called Kaya Belt. She will. Oh, eventually. No, I don't think so. <laughs> the, uh, well, the the match with Chihiro was postponed. So, Well, like I said, eventually. Like I'm talking about like next year. That, that, right, you know. That's fair. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be against that. I mean, she is like... Uh, fucking Utami does love her Greek gods, and Gaia was, you know, the Greek god. So, well, not... She's technically Rome. Whatever. I don't care. I think that match should happen again next year. Yes, I I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I I don't feel like they they are planning on running this back. So that's just me. Um, the main event of the show, anyway, we had a Red Stars block match. Uh, Saki Kashima beat Mayu Iwatani with the revival. Um, this match only went like eight minutes. So, like as far as main events go, incredibly short. But look, it, it's Saki and it's Mayu. So it was really good, really fun. Um, I always have that extra level of grit whenever they wrestle each other. Probably just because they're comfortable with each other. They've worked together for a long time, so they know that they can be a little bit more reckless with one another. And uh, there's no hard feelings. And uh, it always transcends into a really fun match. And uh, yeah, Saki gets the win to maybe spoil Mayu because it's yeah, Mayu Mayu's out. Win. Yeah, Mayu's, Mayu's out. out. Yeah. Which is so, fucked, uh, actually, because. After Julia was out, my favorite to win, even though Takumi was my favorite from the jump, I was sort of thinking, oh, well, maybe Mayu just takes it for the second time. Because I feel like if anybody's going to win the tournament twice, it's going to be Mayu. Um, and Mayu isn't going to be wrestling for the next, for five more years. So she didn't have like, oh, well, I could do it, win it last year, the year after. So it's like, I'm kind of wondering if they end up giving the two time for her. Um if they do, I would have thought it was this year, but they didn't. So I'm kind of interested in how that goes. Also, Mayu being out and kids still being in feels weird. Yeah, I feel like that's like just I get it, adds but... more to the uh, to the wave of 
Mayu eating kid. Because obviously, I mean, if Julia wasn't out, then Mayu would still be in play. It's only because Julia's forfeit that, that we know Mayu is out, you know what I mean? Because otherwise, if, say, Momo lost Julia, Mayu might still be in contention. So I think this has just fallen a bad way for them, where Mayu is yeah. out regardless. Whereas, you know, there would have been some intrigue had Momo gone in on 10 points against a Julia who was maybe on 9 or something. You know, I've thought about it, and I don't think that they changed many of the point totals for injuries. Um, unless they absolutely had to. Because if you think about it, Death is on 8 points. Mm-hmm. Like, that was obviously Natsuko's 8 points to have. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, maybe not necessarily in the high-speed area, but I think that Natsuko was going to end with 8 points, you know, or up there more so, and because she got injured, Death just took those points. Um, so it is interesting to sort of think about. It's like, I wonder who Julia was going to win against, who Julia was going to lose against. Like, was Jumbo even going to be in contention? You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. very likely... In fact, she wouldn't have been. Because um, I don't think... Well, actually, she might have won. I don't know, but you get what I mean, that there's a lot of certain things that, like, the injuries really kind of fucked up here. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's interesting to sort of think about like i i have no idea who wins this tournament and there's two days left <laughs> no it's it's crazy um but we really should start wrapping things up so we should uh plow through some of our bits here um after the last three days of action uh we are going to look at our top three matches of the tournament so far uh, as we have been doing uh dylan have you kept track of yours i don't think they really changed man <laughs> Really? Oh, interesting. Mine has. Like, so, um... it might have. Let me think. Because I kept track up until 13. Yeah, so we're on day 15. We just finished. There's fifteen. been 15 shows that have featured a GP match on them. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to... I, I have it for after day 13. So I'm thinking if anything on day 14 trumped it. Or did Shuri Tam trump maybe meant to do this before um anyway uh, my number one stays the same takumi aroha versus tam nakano from day 10 Uh, my number two is momo atanabe versus mayu iwatani from day one and my number three is now utami ashishta versus takumi aroha so wow i i liked it that much yeah you did um I think mine pretty much stays the same. Uh, my number one is Mayu versus Momo um, from mm-hmm. day one. My uh, number two is Mayu versus Julia from day two. And my number three is... You know what? I think it's... Actually, you know what? I'm going to be retroactive because the more I, I think about it, I think my number three is Utami versus Azumi from last week because... Uh, I, I just thought okay. about it. It's like I rewatched it, and I was like, if I'm rewatching a match, that means I really fucking like it. I'm never going to rewatch Tam vs. Takumi, even though it was a really good match. I think that that might be my number three. Yeah. Fair. Um, so, uh, after that last day of block action, uh, the blocks are as follows. Uh, in the Red Stars block, Mayu has nine points, Koguma has seven, Momoanabe has ten. Julia has six, Himeka has eight, Natsupoi has nine, and Mina Shirakawa has four, Saki Kashima has four, Starlight Kid has 11, and Fuki and Death has eight. Sorry, how much does Mayu have? 
nine. Okay, then yeah, Mayu's definitely beating Kid. Yeah. Because from the jump, I thought, oh, they're going to get the same amount of points. Oh, so yeah, I think, I think yeah. Mayu and Kid ending at 11 mutually makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, I think Poi is kind of surprising, but she could have uh, end up with 11 too. Um, but I don't, th I don't think she will. Um, Probably not. There's a bit of congestion there. Himeka has two matches left, so she's the only person who can really challenge uh, Momo's dominance of the block, along with Starlight Kid. Um, but Poi with nine points is a pretty good total for her um, at this stage. And Koguma will likely finish around that 9-10 mark uh, as well, depending on who she beats. So everything did kind of slot in as you'd expect. I think Saki and Mina having such little points, like they're both on four. And I don't, I don't think I expected that. But um, I don't think anybody's going to complain too much about that. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think Mina losing more than she's been winning has definitely aided in my enjoyment of her matches. Because I feel like she's better on the losing half. Um, and like... I don't mean that in like I don't like her. I mean that in like a Dolph Ziggler type way, where it's like, oh well, it's it's just cooler when he loses, <laughs> you know. Like the the matches are usually better when they lose. Um, so I think that's more it than my disliking of Mina. Because I like her. Right. Good. Um, the Blue Stars block as of this stage is Utami Hayashita on eight, Azumi on six, Sayakamatani on eleven, Siri on eleven, Mika on seven. Amnakano has 8, Unagi Saka has 7, Konami has 10, Ruaka has 0, and Takumi Aroha has 10. That block is so congested. Um, yeah. Tami's probably beating Ruaka, so that she'll also be on 10. So you'll have like the top 5 people in the block all uh, basically contesting for, for that top spot. Um, Tam being eliminated is kind of surprising going into the last day, because she only has 8 points, so she can't win. Uh, same with Micah, which I wasn't expecting, but um, I suppose in such a stacked block, you're always going to have some people out of contention by the last day. And and they are both extremely big uh, tournament breakers. So yes. Um, yes. for both Konami and for Utami, so that that's pretty big. Uh, the person who's the least likely to win, judging by all this, is Takumi. Um, well, technically it's Utami because I think Utami has zero. Uh, yeah, because. The only way Utami wins is in a Takumi Utami playoff, which they might fucking do. Imagine if they like that uh, might be when they run it back. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, that'd be pretty that. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. They, they're weird about that type of shit. They they love their draws. They might just be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're we're just, we're <laughs> yeah. fucking all of this shit up. Utami Takumi, and Takumi has to wrestle think... three matches on a show. Utami isn't beating Tom. We know that much. Man, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we should just preview this show. It is it is getting late here. It is dark, um, so we should we should yeah. get this finished. So the only show to preview is in is on September twenty third. Uh, this is in Toyama. Uh, the opener of the show is Mayu Iwatani versus Waka Tsukiyama in the uh, Tsukiyama Stardom Challenge. Uh, the next match is the return of tag team matches to stardom. Uh, Siri, Micah, and Natsupoi of Don Del Mondo take on Tam Nakano, Unagisaka, and Lady C. Uh, in Blue Stars block action, uh, Utami Hashishita wrestles Raka. Um, Utami is obviously winning there. Um, a Red Stars block action, we have Himeka versus Saki Kashima. Um, 
I really think Saki could just beat Himeka here. I think I think you don't have Himeka in contention going into that final day, um, and you just have her lose here. I don't know. I think. Think about. I think it, like, Koguma takes that win. Think. I think Koguma. I think Jumbo going into the final day looks good, and Koguma can easily beat her, but also make that match important. I suppose. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe, I feel maybe. Like Saki, you you kind of want Saki to be on that like eight point range alongside like Fuki and Death and whatever, and she has to win her last two matches to do that. But I I don't think that I think that would be her online with Natsuko, and I don't think she's on line with Natsuko. She's a veteran though, and they generally respect the the veterans in tournaments. Do they like respect this. Saki though? <laughs> <laughs> like yes. veterans yes. and Saki are like a different how, level. How often has she won this year? Remember, like she won a lot. <laughs> All of those back. matches were against Mayu. <laughs> Every single match she's won has been against Mayu. In so fact, I only Mayu's ace. beaten her once, and it was when she beat every other member of a waiter. That was fucking funny. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're getting off track. Um, I don't know. I think I think Jumbo beats Saki and then loses to Koguma, and Saki wins whatever her last day match is. I forget. Um, I think it's Natsupoi? No, it's not Natsupoi. Um, it's definitely not Natsupoi. We just talked about that match well, today. Fukigen, maybe? Fukigen? Is it Saki and Fukigen? Yeah, I think I think that works. I think yeah. Saki can go up to six points, and I don't think six points is too terrible here. Um, mm. I mean, it's not great, obviously, but I think it's yeah. realistic. Um, the last match on this show is a Red Stars block match. It is Koguma versus Mina Shirakawa. Um, Koguma probably loses and then wins on the last day. Uh, so she finishes on 9. Because if, fini- if she wins both of those matches, she's on 11. And that puts her on par with Mayu. So. And Kid. And Kid, yeah. And I, I think Koguma is just a step below them. Uh, yeah. With even despite how strong they've booked her since she came back. Um so yeah, I think Koguma probably loses to Mina here. And that's Mina's last win of the tournament, probably. And uh yeah. That's oh, it. Wait. Doesn't Mina have not support? She does have a match, but um she does, but yeah. I, I don't know. I imagine a high speed champion would beat Mina. She's not high speed champion. Yeah, well a former high speed champion would beat Mina. Azumi didn't beat anybody, and she is a former high speed champ. I'm just, I'm just dragging shit out, and I'm sorry. Like, I, I just realized how combative I'm being for no reason. Yeah, I think, I think Mina wins here, and then, I don't know. Yeah, she probably loses against uh, Natsboy. Okay, fair. But we're we're gonna talk about that in a few days when we're actually talking about that day. Um. So we will return. Um, later this week, uh, probably after this show, this uh, Toyama show, uh, just to preview the, the GP final in full. We were going to do it today, but then I said Stardom will probably throw a spanner in the works here during this show. Um, so we would just like to have all of the points totals as they are. Uh, before we preview that show. And also, if we did preview the GP right now, I am tired and I will snap at Dylan and uh, we will end up having a three-hour fucking podcast, so not a hope. Um, yeah, we'll be back in a few days to preview the GP finals in full, uh, try and make predictions as to who's going to win, 
And uh, yeah, let's have a good time with it, I suppose. Yeah, Hazuki's coming back in a few weeks. That's that's what really yes. matters. <laughs> Indeed, I, I'm so ready for this GP to be over. I'm so fatigued. I just wanna, yeah. I just wanna fucking. I've never thought I would say this. I just wanna fucking watch Ice Ribbon or some shit and not have to watch oh, Stardom. Jesus. Like, I just want to watch something that isn't Stardom. Um, you know what? It's fine. Ceiling is tomorrow. Ceiling's gonna kick ass. Um, and then yeah, Ice Ribbon is on the lineup. So, you know fun times um but yeah i think i'm gonna close the show because it is we, we've been going for a long time <laughs> um, i mean we didn't we didn't reach two hours at least so that's good yeah i mean listen two two hour time limit it's it's great but i i would rather not go 90 uh, every week <laughs> yeah but you know uh, yeah hopefully now the gp is over we won't have to talk about like five shows every episode <laughs> i know there there was literally like 25 matches that we were supposed to cover on these shows yeah crazy what they were they were all, all three of them were like seven to nine match cards mm-hmm. and we only watched like half of the matches because they were like prelims like it like mm-hmm. that's like I, i'm not doing math right now because i'm tired but <laughs> like that's that's a lot of fucking matches that we're supposed to be covering and we only covered most of them um sorry you I can close the show are you good yeah <laughs> Right. Uh, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Joe. Joe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.